I always wondered what the Perry family farm was like, where my grandmother and her five brothers grew up. I'm Carl Perry. I am Louise Perry. My name is Lawrence Perry. My whole name is Richard Arnold Perry. George Nelson Perry. William L. Perry, nickname is Bill. This is The Perry Farm, a family oral history podcast about six siblings' experience growing up on a farm in Chatham, New Hampshire during the mid-20th century. In this episode, the Perry siblings talk about the evolution of technology throughout their lives. Everything from TV, radio, and phone, to transportation and tools, and the introduction of the internet. Well, we had electricity. Mm-hmm. I know that. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, but we, we heated primarily with wood. Um, we had a wood, big wood stove, um, and, and we had a wood furnace. Like The furnace came up from the floor, and there was a great big grate at the bottom of the stairs that went upstairs, so we... We had a wood furnace that supplied that, and then there was like a barrel stove or something in the dining room where we would all run downstairs and, you know, hover around it till we got warmed up again. Um, and in terms of um, early on technology, um, my mom and dad hand milked. They later had um, some milking machines, um, not like one that runs along the whole thing, but they later had had. Um, some type of milking machine, tools. We had everything from rakes and um, power saw, you know, like chainsaws, and cause we'd cut our own wood every year. Every that was another project, the cutting the wood, putting in like ten cords at least of in the into the replenishing the wood pile inside um, there. Uh, we did not have a telephone while I was growing up. The Lutsky neighborhood next door. They had a telephone, so we, if we needed to leave a number somewhere, like for the kids in school or something, um, we 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 had to use her telephone, and it wouldn't we wouldn't have abused it, but I don't know how how often it was, um, and I'm not sure when my folks got the telephone. Maybe after some of us graduated, there were a few mouths in the house. TV. I don't know what year we got it, but 
Howdy Doody was a big show on that. So we were all thrilled with that. I think we were lucky to get one station. We would have had an antenna, antenna on the roof was, you know, so maybe once in a while we could get a second station, but I um, wouldn't get many stations. Um, my dad loved the Ed Sullivan show, so that was, he also took priority on the TV for the news hour, whatever that was. Maybe it was six o'clock. Uh, anyways, that, that was, he had priority during that, but after that, he went to bed early because he had to get up early, so the boys um, took over. Um, so one of the programs, um, on Clint Eastwood, at that time was um, Rowdy Yates was, was the character, and it was um, this western um, western that went on. Um, so that was one of our big shows. We did have one of those like console like radios. It was from the, you know on the floor, so we had one of those. And I don't know which one of the family members might have taken that. Maybe Carl. Mm -hmm. um, so we we had a radio. Um, yeah, um, there would be one car that my mother never drove, just to reemphasize that, she never drove. Mm -hmm. But there would be one car to be able to get Dad to and from something. And, uh, usually it was a car. I mean, I'm sure, I don't, he might have had a truck here and there. Um, bikes, we had one bike for all of us, one bike. Mm -hmm. um, for all those people out there that have to have everything, one bike. Um, actually tractors were, I'm sure we had more than one tractor on the farm, um, and the boys were probably learning to drive those when they were 10, 11 years old or whatever, I mean, um, so we had, we had that, um, we would have, would have had, um, wagons behind them for various things, we would have had a hay, hay wagon for sure, um, so getting around, we walked a lot, um, when we wanted to get somewhere. We didn't, we didn't, back then there wasn't a whole lot of, uh, I mean, we had TV, but it was only a little TV. I mean, we thought it was big. We didn't, you know, um, we had Howdy Doody and, uh, we watched The Lone Ranger, <laughs> you know, and, uh, Rawhide, um, I watched those shows even today. They were on Saturday mornings, Bonanza, Wagon Train, stuff. I still watch them. <laughs> They're on Saturdays, that's what I do. I go in and tune in the TV. I do some little work, but not much. Yeah. Lawrence Welk, was a dad watched that all the time. Because we'd try to tell him it went on. <laughs> you know, because we'd want to watch some Western on another channel. And back then, you didn't have, like now, all the cable and everything. You just had to go out and turn your antenna until you could get a channel. <laughs> yeah. Then we'd watch the Red Sox. There were three of us who were Yankee fans. There was me and Lawrence and, jo and George were all Yankees. <laughs> Louise and Dickie and Dad were all Red Sox. So we tell them all the Red Sox aren't on, you know. And, because back in those days, the Yankees would win all the time. The Red Sox were always losing. 
So we had some awful arguments. Who was the best? And oh yeah. When we were stationed in Germany, in um, yeah seventy-three to seventy-six, I didn't come home the entire tour, three-year plus tour, and we hardly talked to. Uh, our parents because it was so expensive to make phone calls. That's huge the difference in that and being able to see a picture like a Zoom thing so you can actually talk to each other, see each other, that would have been extraordinary in terms of, you know, helping to abate some of the loneliness and the feeling of like being, you know, separated from where you think you ought to be and, um, so, yeah, I think all this stuff is just huge. It's like the time-savingness of it all. Like my mother, I should have mentioned this earlier, my mother had all of us kids and all these clothes things. Most of them, my memory of growing up there, later she didn't, but she had a ringer washer for all of us, which means you, you have a big tub at the back end. You have the water going in here. You have the stuff going and running it through the ringer water dripping everywhere and then you know so you had to have a mop all the time and and then in terms of how dry that was before you hung it out how much water there might have still be in it so she used to bring a washer for this huge family we had all of what i can remember of, of my time growing up there the you know i maybe i'm not sure when she got the washer a regular you know washer dryer we got a, I'm sure we got the freezer long before we got a washer and dryer. Um, and then she'd hang it on in the winter. There was a clothesline off the back porch or, you know, there was clotheslines and she would bring things in and they would, there would be like those racks you see pulling out. That's where a lot of things were put so that they can finish drying or get warmed up or whatever. So her, for her, her life would have been way different with, with, all, a lot more of these modern modern things. Um, so personally, I think that modernization and things with the tools that we've come up with, I personally find them all very helpful. Um, and I, I, I'm not like some people in my age group who are afraid or don't have any of this stuff or don't do whatever. I mean, it's the whole world is right there at your fingertips. The communication ability is un unbelievable. The fact that I can just send you a little text and then you get an answer right back when you when you don't have these and you're living in Germany, you're sending letters back and forth, which you know could be weeks between communications, almost like the old West, not quite as bad. But um, so I think the modernization has its downsides, but posit in a positive term, it's. Um, made it a lot more efficient, a lot easier, a lot more enjoyable on so many levels. In fact, I can take photos with my phone. I never took photos. I didn't like cameras. But I can take photos with my phone. It's like, who, 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 who thinks that stuff up? You know? Thank goodness they do. The internet was not around. Cell phones were not around. Um, we couldn't look things up on the computer for information. Um, you had to go 
to a library and go to, you know, look it up in a dictionary, a word in a dictionary. Uh, you couldn't ask Siri how to spell something. So uh, it, it was, uh, it's quite a difference. I mean, obviously I have children. I, I My son is 28 now, but he, when he went at three or four years old in preschool, he was on a keyboard and he's been on a keyboard ever since. I never touched a computer until I, I had a, uh, advanced math class in high school, my senior year, I did a uh, pass. Um, the, they had a computer program, but it was car- punch cards. It was wrapped in an elastic band that we fed through a feeder. That was the first computer that I, and then when I went to college, I we had to go to and sign on to uh, basically a glorified word processor to use a computer that was in college. So, it's it's pretty wild when you think back that we didn't have any of that. I mean, I started this job that I'm working with 20 years ago or 21 years ago, um, and I got a cell phone when I started this job, but it was a bag phone. It was a phone in a bag with a big battery and a big antenna, and you still we still stopped and called voicemail off of off of uh, pay phones to get our messages. That's only 21 years ago. So if you f- go back to when I was a kid, none of that existed. So uh, we even had a party line. Our phone line was uh, a party line. There were four people, four houses on our same phone line. And I think if I remember right, our, ours was two short, two long rings. That's how we knew that it was a phone call for us. If it was a phone call for the neighbor, it might be one short and two long. You don't pick the phone up because it's, it's not your call. The neighbors would all listen into your phone calls if you were making phone calls. Uh, <laughs> Hilda, uh, our next door neighbor, and Cora, uh, you know, you'd be talking to somebody and you could hear them breathing on the line listening to your phone calls. So it's a completely different way of communicating from, you know, when I was a kid growing up until now. Now, uh, you know, as we've been sitting here, my cell phone's been, I've been getting text messages and I live on my iPad nonstop and, and, you know, without a computer, I couldn't do my work at all. That's quite a difference from, from, 50 years ago or 45 years ago. So, big big change in communication. Television was black and white, small, one TV. Um, we actually had, when I was younger, we had two channels. Channel 13 and Channel 6, which was CBS and NBC. ABC was Channel 8 in the area. Um, I would bike up to the farm, my friend's, and we would watch Channel 8 because that had Batman on it. We couldn't get Batman on. Batman was on ABC. So after school, I would bike up to my friends to watch TV because they had a power antenna that would rotate with a, you know, you had to actually get out of your chair, go over and turn the, the knob, and their antenna would turn. Uh, we had an antenna that you didn't, that didn't do that. And you, you, or if later on, I guess if it did, it still we couldn't where we lived we couldn't pick up ABC. Uh, Radio wise, uh, I would listen to some of my fa- one of my fondest memories of my father as a young kid was I would listen to the Red Sox game with my father in the ra- in the car, because the car radio would pick up the Red Sox broadcast better than the radio that we had in in the house. So we would sit in the car and listen to the Red Sox games. Um, I remember. And he let me stay up. I remember listening to Louis Tion pitch. Uh, he 
it was a 12-inning game. Tiant pitched 11 of those, which is not heard of these days. But he pitched 11 innings, and I believe the Red Sox lost it in the 12th inning. Tiant left, and it was tied 1-1. And I think they lost 2-1. But, uh, yeah, it was all listened to on the radio in, in the car because it didn't come in that well in the house. Of that, for that, I worked, as I said, I would, my money, I worked for the farmers, and the deal was half of the money that I earned for the summer, I got to keep for me, and the other half went to purchasing school clothes. So um, I would save up. I saved up. I bought my bike. Um, I bought a little, uh, I bought a little radio, transistor radio was that I purchased one summer. Uh, I think it was my either sophomore or junior year. Might have been my junior year in high school. I saved up and bought a little 12-inch black and white TV for my own. And I actually ended up taking that to college with me. That was my TV I took to college uh, with me. But I worked uh, to save up to buy that. So, yeah, we had a radio, transistor, transistorized radio, or the radio that we actually had in the house was a tube radio. Um, it was in a big old console that had a uh, vinyl album record player and a tube radio. So, yeah, the technology of communication was considerably different you know, back then. So, you know, you look at communication, uh, you talk about how crazy it is in the short period of time from 40 years ago, you know, 58, so 18, so 45 years ago when I was a kid. Someday, you're going to be sitting here, and your niece or great-niece is going to be interviewing you, and you're going to say, telling them that, yeah, we only had, you know, 3G connection, and I can remember 5G coming into play, and we only had, you know, 1080 on, and they would just move to smart TVs. That's going to be the old technology. So think about that, how fast it's changed. It's going to do the same thing in the next level communication. I mean, where is it going to go and where is it going to, it's, it's not going to stop. I mean, people prior to me, when I was a kid, of what I'm talking about, they dealt with newspapers and they dealt with teletypes and telegraphs. I mean, if you, again, I always wished that I'd had a chance to um, interview my grandmother because she was born in 1900. She lived 102 years and died in, in the, 2002 but you think about that from 1900 to 2002 what she saw of everything from technology to how life changed you know it's really interesting same thing's going to happen to you this has been the perry farm a family oral history podcast about six siblings' experience growing up on a farm in Chatham, New Hampshire during the mid-20th century. Thank you to my interviewees, Louise, Carl, Lawrence, George, Bill, and Dick Perry. This podcast is part of Ashley Videntic's Communications Studies Capstone Project through Colby Sawyer College. New episodes will be uploaded weekly until April 2021. Please share this project on social media with friends and family to show some love. Check out my website, ashleypagentic.com, for more content. The music in this episode is by Dr. Turtle and Jason Shaw and can be found on the free music archive and linked in the podcast description. Until next time.